bring it down bring the music down what's up everybody this is francisco here for sports goose number 142 joined by my good buddies andrew and charles i've got vr baseball 99 a very obscure playstation one era or playstation one uh baseball game with music that is is definitely not licensed but very much sounds like real music from the from the era, like it, it's it's different enough where you're like, does that wait mate okay all right they're they're changing the lyrics a bit all right I see how they drove it okay and the melody is just slightly different <laughs> it's pretty interesting it's it's actually pretty fun, um, but yeah uh, so yeah yeah we're here so welcome everybody. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, I guess sports did happen and Andrew, are you there? Yes, sir. All right. Charles, what's up? Nothing much. I'm here with Hyrule Warriors getting going. Gonna right. try to, you know, mince out for like two hours and see how much I get into it. Cause I was on Persona 5 for a bit. So either, or I think it's a good show game. Hmm. Even though Persona 5 has more talky talky. Yeah. But also a lot of it, you could just F around and, hmm. you know, not have to go from there. That one has 19 hours. So we're going to take a break and do some high rewards. Cause you and I are going to start a new adventure starting this week. Yep. Yep. We're death stranding. That's could be on the lookout for that. And, uh, Andrew's already back ready to try and slay the beast. Right, Andrew? Yes, sir. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, sports. Um, basketball's over, so there's nothing nothing to not, be done. Not at all. Yeah, you it's know. just done. So we're it was just, boring. Well, we're going to focus on the Orlando Magic, Andrew. From now on, they got the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll just speculate and see how they're going to do. Like, who are they going to choose? You know, because that's really the most important thing out here right now. Well, I, I've got to ask you. <laughs> Who who's the is there a consensus number one pick? I mean, like I the, said, I don't really white guy from basketball, basketball that much. The last kind of obvious there, one that I knew of was um, Mister Can't Play any more than a quarter of a season. Zion Williamson. <laughs> um, so there's a few of them, but and I hate to say to minimize it just to be this, but I'm going to. There's the white guy from Gonzaga. Um, but there's other ones I know. <laughs> you know what? Wise. Let's just go here. Let's let's just go. Let's let's talk about this and not talk about anything else because this is truly the most important thing. So I'm gonna go on to uh, I don't know what this is rookie scale, and mm-hmm. they got their consensus big board. So we're just gonna show that off. Nothing Chet is Holmgren. happening. Playoffs are over, everybody. So yeah. we don't care. <laughs> you know, it's all rigged anyway. It's all rigged anyway. You want to give a dinosaur an MVP for the second season? You want to, you know, just do weird things. We, we don't care. It's Chet Holmgren is who I'm making reference. Yeah. Of. So they've got their algorithm all up in here. And, and so far they've got uh, right now, they've got Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn mm-hmm. at number one, followed by Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga at number two. And then uh, Paolo Banchero, which was the, the guy that got mistaken for uh, Patrick Mahomes. Over at yeah. the uh, F1 uh, Miami Grand Prix, then he he's uh, he's number th- so so Andrew, you guys could draft discount Patrick Mahomes if you wanted. Okay, to. you know 
that that could actually work out for you guys. He wouldn't even be discount um, Patrick Mahomes. You know what he would be? He would be the rallies to the Chiefs checkers. Hmm. <laughs> okay. And yeah, so that's pretty much pretty much the the look so far. Those are the top three consensus draft picks. And yeah, you know, no, nothing happened in basketball other than. And what we're you know we're talking about there. John Butler Jr. is here for Florida State. He's we are number sixty nine. Very nice. Um, there's another Butler, my my husband, who's done a great job and and was supported by nobody else. So at all? No. And uh, I, I I I sent a message over to our our good friend Doug, mm. um, and all I said was I feel bad for Jimmy. You said yeah. the same thing to us too. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. did. As we're grieving in different ways. I was like five drinks into the Charles, hot dog when everything I, was happening. Charles, I don't know where Cal Lowry's from, but if he is I, American, oh, Compton, if, baby. If, if he is American, we're going to go on here. We're going to do oh, this. Fine. You know what? Give me what I want, please. <laughs> I, I openly, and I'm an immigration attorney, I feel like we could find a way to deport him back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that just might like I, I he you know the Constitution yeah thirteenth thirteenth Amendment sure but I feel like we could you know you know a hundred and twenty million dollars in three years just yeah. for not being the guy you know for doing he does this the you de- know what we can talk about this we yeah, can talk about this this yeah, is gonna so be a complaining the, segment the deportation of of Kyle Lowry is is sponsored by Splitgate okay guys. I'm just going to let you know that right now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Here's, sponsoring the deportation of Kyle Lowry. Have you ever so, so seen you, a Spooky. ball handler annoy <laughs> you so much by literally going from oh the base? He'll go, he'll dribble, Andrew, to give you some insight from the three to the baseline, around under the basket, and then try to either toss it to somebody who's not open or make a fadeaway shot. Hmm. That's what I felt and I saw multiple times in the non-existent games that we don't talk about. And I, mm. I don't know if Boston was better than us per se because I think the injury finally caught up to us with no mm-hmm. hero. We had big problems yeah. because Gabe Vincent was exactly who we expected to be. Max Struss. These are guys who are, are rotational guys, and that's fine. And Bam is the one that concerns me because we're kind of married to that a little bit. Well, and he needs to take the summer to build up an offensive game. So, or at least the, I don't know. He needs he, to figure he out. He has an offensive He does. Game. He just, what he needs to do is take the summer to realize that he's got to be the number two, not Kyle. And I think that's yeah. what really hurt this entire playoffs because it was how it went was reliability was Jimmy, Hero, Bam. Yeah. And then Sorry for whatever. You, gentlemen, but I have some breaking news. Is it about okay, Kyle okay. Lowry being deported? Oh, no. Uh, well, Actually, it actually, believe it or not, it does involve deportation in a way. Oh boy, <laughs> dear lord! You remember that asshole um, Novak Djokovic? Yes. Oh, where I'm tying things in is he was deported from Australia. Yeah, uh, but that's it's honestly a total coincidence that you brought that up. Um, <laughs> lost in the French Open quarterfinal to Rafael Nadal. Ooh. So go fuck yourself, Djokovic. Yeah, we uh, like Rafa. Yeah, Rafa. He's you know he's friends with Mario, of course. And they're playing at the French Open, which is the clay. Oh, which the is clay masters. That's that. That's Rafa's basically home court, basically. 
But I will say, and I say this begrudgingly because I hate Djokovic completely, but speaking from a neutral standpoint, he actually did a pretty good job. He he took Rafa to to the end. They had a four-hour match, which for people who don't follow tennis, that is freaking long. Um, usually you can get a, a match in in about three hours or less. Um, but he, he, it took all the way, it required all of the sets. Dear Lord. Wow. I'm looking at it right. Like the, the, the stats right here. Look at this. So, uh, let's see. He had three aces, Nadal and Djokovic had five. And is Djokovic a Parasaurolophus as well? He's from Serbia, right? but he's not that breed because he's (laughs) not overly tall and big yeah but if anything he strikes me as just kind of like the little birdie raptors he's he's some sort of hadrosaur okay yeah but okay so all the dinosaur nerds out there you guys know what that means there's different kinds of hadrosaurs charles all right what's what's the hairy bird one because he's a very hairy man (laughs) Okay. So uh, we're going full insult. Like, I don't care. So Nadal had a first serve percentage at 72%. Djokovic had a very nice 69%. Nice. Uh, win percentage on first serve, 64 for Djokovic. Nadal at 65. Second serve, 69. Very nice for Nadal. And 46 for Djokovic. And break points, 7 for 17 for Nadal. 4 for 12 for, for uh, Djokovic. Tie breaks one one by Nadal, and receiving points one sixty for Nadal, fifty for Djokovic, and points one one forty eight to one thirty Nadal over Djokovic. And I'm so glad Mario Tennis exists because I would not know what any of this means if not for that entire <laughs> tennis series. Is fun. I'm just saying tennis is fun. I've yeah I've dabbled in a little bit of tennis in the in my 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 best friend and roommate from Florida State uh, played tennis and we. We went out there. I, 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 I mashed a few tennis balls over the wall thinking they were home runs. So. Are you the guy? But did you go all in and wear like the um, above like four oh. inch shorts that they have? No, like, of course not. You know, this is Florida time. So if you did, no. everybody's seeing a testicle. No, <laughs> no, I did not. That was it. Yeah. But still, I, but, will, yeah. I will say this, Francisco, mm. uh, since you brought up Mario Tennis. Mm. I remember playing the first iteration of that coming when it came out. Of course, yeah, on the N sixty four. I got that for and my you birthday. Can, you could play it on the uh, Switch. Wii, the Switch, yeah, yeah, it's on the Switch. Yeah, it wasn't my copy; it was a friend's, but still. You could play the the original, or you could play the the new one, Aces, and which is uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, and then I think the best one is the GameCube one, but you know. I will say to this day, the one thing that really got me like, ooh, uh, was the different uh, colors of the of the ball trail as it came off from each different type of swing. Yeah, yeah, it kind of it helped visualize the type of uh, uh, ball that was coming towards you, whether it was a lob or a power shot or what have you. It's the brilliance of Mario Tennis. Really, I mean, we we tennis is nice, but. I, you got to give it to the goat right there. Yeah, I, I'd say that's arguably the greatest tennis game of all time. It's yeah, it's up there. There's very few, and there's very. Like, I think it's virtual tennis for say Dreamcast is one of the ones that are high up there for people. And I don't really play any of the current tennis games that are 
that are out there. I'm sure there's there's a few. I think there's like a couple series out there, but I don't know who plays them. I just remember Andre Agassi's game on the game, uh, Dreamcast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah. So uh, so yeah, that was the the French Open. So yeah, go go Nadal. Yeah, go Nadal. Yeah, man. And uh, then we were deporting Kyle Lowry. Oh yeah. So let's let's take a look at the stats from this series because we might as well. Might and, as well. Listen, the, the, yeah. this is Hater Nation, Holleration, and this dancery. And, so and I, I gotta hate somewhere. I'm basically doing a real MVP for my husband, Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Because he... <laughs> this is one of the few instances where I would say, much like the Conn Smythe Trophy being awarded to um, freaking uh, the Ducks goaltender in 2003. Freaking... Um, J.S. Jaguar. Ah, Jaguar. Yeah, in in two thousand and three, where he lost, but he still got the playoff MVP. I feel like Jimmy Butler could could have been awarded the uh, Eastern Conference uh, playoffs MVP. I mean, Tatum, Tatum was so good, though. Like, and, I get it, I understand, but you could make the argument that you could here, award it to the losing player. Here's the thing: we, I watch majority, if not all, of the games. And there was hands in the face and the guy was still sinking them in. And yeah, I'm you, not going to hate on Tatum. I'm not. I'm no, not. I'll hate on Jalen Brown. They're going to lose because of Jalen Brown mm. and Al Horford. Um, Marcus Smart gets my respect, though. But I always liked him as a player. But man, Jason Tatum. And there was there was just nothing we can do. And I knew we were going to lose anyway. It's whatever. And I have a question for you, <sighs> And I, I'm not saying this to rub salt in the wound because I have no dog in this fight, mm. if anything. Mm. Not of us expected dominant. a win, so I'd rather lose this than lose um, the finals. So this is fine by me. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, but, and again, if anything, I'm bummed that Miami lost because I feel more of a tie to the Heat than I do to the Magic, to be honest. Because I don't know any Magic fans. I just follow them because they're from Orlando. Well, yeah. I feel like it's my duty as an Orlando one. <laughs> anyway, I didn't see the whole Game 7. I only watched like the, fir- the final five minutes or so. So I want to ask your opinion. And again, I'm not saying this to rub salt in the wound. I'm just genuinely curious. Thoughts on Jimmy's uh, three-pointer there? Uh, with, with like... 20 I, seconds I thought it was a mistake, but I can see his mindset and why he did it. Uh, because he was, I mean, he was the only player in this series. He's the only reason why they even got to that point. And I, I can, I mean. You put your ball in like the best guy's hand. Yeah, he, he and he was in it, but he could have slowed the, the, the ball down. He could have uh, waited for his guys to get back. Uh, onto the other side of the court, they could have. Uh, I don't know if they had timeouts left. They could have taken a timeout, planned something out. I'm not sure. They could have tied the game and tried for like uh, to get into the overtime and see what would happen there. But I can see why he did it. I still think it's a mistake. And uh, knowing Jimmy, he's he's gonna be like, ah, shoot. And but he's gonna come back and and you know try again at some other time. I mean, look what happened in 2000 in, in 2020. I mean, you're lo- the same. The same iconic image of him, like hunched over, uh, over on, on like that counter there, and, and mm-hmm. just in exhaustion. He, he, you might as well have copy and pasted it 
this to to this series and be like, oh yeah, that's the same thing because that's that's what he did. This was like, he 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 averaged. Let's see, uh, he led uh, both teams in 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 scoring twenty five point six points on average, and had more, had more assists than our damn point guard who we paid on. Well, Kyle Lowry had four point two on average on average, but Kyle Lowry was very non existent. Bam had his rebounds, had his blocks, but it was but even then it's it's. He, 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 when you saw Bam assert himself during this playoffs, like you could see like, oh, wow, there we go. That's how you're supposed to do he it. He gave, too, he, he gave too much leave to the point guards. And yeah. that's sometimes the problem to give Andrew some insight. That's sometimes the problem with modern day basketball. When you have a semi old school, because I wouldn't say he's an old school power forward, but he's kind of like more 2000 and like, like eight to 2010. And where there's, but, and I don't want Bam taking three. Bam's shot. twenty-four years old, so he's he's like that's that's also some other thing we got to realize. He's twenty-four years old, and he was uh, our problem is can very we raw coming out of college. Yeah, can we strike this when the iron's hot? That's yeah. the issue. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the window is with Jimmy, is is not very wide open right now. And this Do we is, want Donovan Mitchell? Uh, I is he uh, the secret to success? I feel like he would be the secret to success if Jimmy just retired because it's a very similar style of play minus the defense. And I know people are about to say witchcraft, but you name me guys in the draft that play like Jimmy Butler does because Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler was a project. Remember, he was like a second round pick in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, he, t- that, he took a bit you know, to get in his own and then, yeah, with the Bulls. Yeah. So, and he, do you pay Hero too? This is hard. This is what happens when you overpay people there's, because we paid yeah, Bam money. Guys. Duncan got paid a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So I, Look, I, I don't disagree with just sitting the guy considering the fact that, you know, the ends justify the means mentality. Mm-hmm. Look how far it took us. And let's, you know, we're going to defend our boys here. And I'll, Andrew, to answer your question, I was about five margaritas in at the Hard Rock, so – Let's just say I was just already just, you know, in a different position of like, all right, we're lost. That's fine. I'm just going to enjoy these tasty drinks and gamble. Um, I was you get happy when you're routine because the one thing to bring it all back is we did not lose like a five or six or a four seed. We are not the Phoenix Suns because we're not frauds. We lost to the second seed who was only a game behind us. So it's not like we lost to trash, and it's not like we lost by 40 points in a Game 7 elimination. felt like it sometimes. But it's just fine. You put your – I think the be- – I think if you say player versus design play on the last shot of the game, eight out of ten times I'll say you give it to your best player because your best player tends to have that versatility in – basketball to shoot the three shoot the two or just kind of drive and kind of get fouls ray allen right mm. not a, ray allen's a design play this one's a different situation than what year was that francisco 2015 which that? one uh the, the ray allen shot oh that yeah, was 2013 2013 i don't know my years are off um that there's design plays that you know you do it because we also don't have the guys that would make me feel comfortable you know, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Max Struss or Kyle Lowry or Gabe no. Vincent or pass out to anybody else. And Bam can't really shoot threes. The guy's no. probably like a 30% shooter, so but, give it to Jimmy. Yeah, the but, problem is- but even then, he didn't have to shoot a three. He just needed to tie the game. But even then, uh, you don't yeah, want to leave time on the clock for Boston to get yeah, one more shot either. And you're not you're stopping anybody. And here's the thing, he, too. At that point... Jimmy's game is so predictable where he would have you were, you already know what he would have done. He would try to drive to the basket and draw the foul. 
and yeah. nobody was going to no one was going to foul him and if that was a strategy fine but then you go here's the thing too boston for anybody who's watched the the sport them this season this playoffs boston's an excellent defensive team it was really us playing us if you look at it and mm. they they have ways of preventing you don't get as good as you are by luck and just accept it and i'm okay with it because it's one of those things yeah hate it but here's the thing too even jimmy misses because he was not good in the beginning of this series if you remember and then he did so yeah it's just whatever man it's life case okay, sarasara and it just didn't work on our end yeah but we got but you know now what unfortunately we have to deal with is people who were saying what i hate is people were talking trash about boston in the beginning season myself included hmm. and they didn't want to eat that humble pie when even Odoka, who I don't know how he didn't get coach of the year, was able to just kind of revitalize everything yeah. and get them to play, presumably, a two seed. If they had yeah. played got anybody them to else. got a point but, where, I, and look, Brad Stevens is GM and all that stuff right yeah, now. Humble pie time. Yeah. You know. I mean, they, they found, like, it looked like things were going to be like, oh, can they even win with this core? All this other stuff. Brad Stevens steps down from coaching. He's in the front office now. And then you go back for Al Horford. Yeah. Al Hor- yeah. Al Horford's back. Old ass Al Horford. You guys doing this again? And then lo and behold, he's look, he's grabbing rebounds. He's doing what he needs to do, you know, with his second stint in Boston. It's like, okay. All right, Boston. Yeah. They, they beat us out. I mean, they, they beat I mean, good for you. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play Golden State, though, because we lose that. Oh, we, no. We can't deal with fast hop offense that once, everybody can shoot. Once it was Golden runner. State, it was just like, ah. You know what? I, rather, I, rather I, I honestly didn't believe we could beat them, even if we made. I, I wanted the Eastern Conference championship, but no, don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't have believed that we would have been able to beat them. I'm like, I okay, that's probably like Phoenix. That's probably like Golden State in five. I would have yeah. called it. Honestly. I would have preferred Phoenix. Well, also, here's the thing, too. This goes back to something we've been kind of advocating for a while. The seasons are still too long. And we went through majority of the season moderately healthy mm. and the chickens came home to roost because all you can think about Andrew is the what ifs. What if Tyler hero wasn't injured? <laughs> what if Kyle Lowry, you know, actually wasn't rushed Yeah. because I still do feel, and I know this is going to sound really petty, but if we did not rush Lowry in those um, second round games, yeah. it could have saved some health to other guys because that was the problem. When we put Lowry back in, that's when you got like the ass, play and everything like that and not the fun kind of ass play it's just no bueno but how do you fix it because yes on one side the argument is anybody can get injured and you can't always you know predict it and i get that too but it's one of those things of man if i could just shave off 20 um 20 games that'd be good because the only other alternative i can give you would be the first round of the um playoffs do not need to be a best of seven they could be a best of five Mm. and you'd be surprised how less injuries in theory would occur but tnt has everything by the balls so meh yeah uh well that yeah that's and that was basically the i mean it's it's are we gonna watch the finals i really have no Uh, inclination i never really watch any playoff starts in the first two games to be honest with you, if I can help it, because n- nothing gets changed, you don't. Get I would attraction. watch. I would only watch if Boston wins Game One, because then I'd be like, okay. "Oh, okay." You're, you're intrigued, yeah. Then, then yeah, it's something like, "Oh, okay, this might be a series," you know. But if it's basically Golden State winning, and if they win big time, it's like, yeah, this is not even going to be a series. Yeah, it well, this is whether in San Francisco this, or Boston. If. Golden State wins it, presumably. This is the pantheon for Steve Kerr. This puts him in the... Yeah, um, he's there. Phil Jackson, um, Pat Riley, 
you know, not Red Auerbach, obviously, or Bill Russell, but really up there because, yes, he still has some of his core guys, but these guys that have been around have not been around, yeah. you know, for a while. You're, you're talking about I Kelly th- Oubre and all of this stuff. Or is it I think I read out? somewhere that the Warriors have been to six out of the eight last uh, finals. This They're is, your New England Patriots. This is, well, this is their... I mean, they're like like the Chicago Bulls of the '90s right now. Mm-hmm. They really are. It's We're amazing in it right now. Because you can't. Here's the thing, Andrew. I don't detest this team. People who detest this team are just people who are just unhappy that they're always there, and they didn't, or, or they just hate from, Draymond or something. You know, hate, hate them all you want, but yeah. watch the money pile up, right? Yeah. Um, it's just wild to me how good they are and it's really the same system but now you're talking about with andrew wiggins you're talking about some of these guys like joe kamunga i don't know who their centers are they're just basically working with draymond to be kind of like this all-around guy for the bigs and he's not really the biggest guy he's just a damn good defender I, and i'm just supportive of this because remember they did everything right they drafted right yeah. they draft everything right and you can say oh we got the kevin Durant. I'm like yeah but everybody's always kind of missing that one free agent uh-huh. so there'd be that and look what happened when katie leaves them yeah well it, this also i'm gonna say this right now because i get validation so it makes me happy i know all you guys when i go out there and i say oh you know um hokey championship hokey win i know it annoys people when i say that but where golden state has gone to the point right now validates my feelings about the uh, Raptors title being a fluke title Mm. 100% I will not relent on that because everybody got injured because now that they're fully healthy it's like all right, they still look unstoppable it makes me feel good I like being right and they they took like and they took a couple years just to recover and now they're here they're back Mm -hmm. like and and I think I I I was like oh once once they're healthy again it's like they haven't left it was that that core of Draymond Steph and Clay has, and now they added Wiggins to it. So, which is like, it's not, it's not replacing Kevin Durant, but it's a new dynamic. Yeah. Well, it, they also have better quality players because it's Jordan Poole that you need to be like, oh crap. Yeah. Because even though he's kind of too hot for himself sometimes and he'll just like brick shot it, that confidence is something that you kind of want with certain players. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm about them winning. You know, plain and simple, I'd be more than happy because I actually think it's good for the NBA. I know people say, oh, no, we want diversity. I'm like, no, you want the best staying the best. The best is not supposed to be best anymore once they break up. That's what people need to understand. And that's always how I felt about NBA teams. The reason why you have consistency, it encourages ownership uh, and other leagues to keep the same guys. Think on this. Curry, Green, Kerr, um, Clay. Mm-hmm. Same dudes that have been around there for about a decade now, and look what they yield. The mention of the trips to the finals and then the players. That's yeah. what's supposed to be incentives of keeping the core together, to spend more money, to hopefully get the luxury tax up because some of the, you know, the TV rights are going to change in a couple of years again. So you know, it, it gives the incentives. Like We're kind of doing that now to a degree, but we can't do it forever. There's, yeah, there's – there's uh, and the, remember, the NBA is only like a few people on a, on a roster. It's only 15 guys. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not – so much there's there's not so much to change unless you're one of the team that's always in flux like orlando or sacramento or something like that where well, and very few teams can actually you know go change on the fly um i mean the miami heat are kind of in i don't they're a little bit like that with the way they but it's really the role players that they do that with well um, i'll tell you it, you, you want to keep the core together look at example the cleveland cavaliers they mm-hmm. were 
a, a hair away from getting into it. And then you had the bad play-in, which you know I'm not a fan of, but with um, Moberly and Darius Garland yeah. and then the other guy and then Kevin Love still around. If you could keep that core together, that's how you help the small markets. I'm not yeah. saying sign every big free agent in the max thing. Actually, the max, the max extension, even though it benefits the players, is the worst thing to happen about bringing consistent championships to the cities because there's been guys who are stuck to $200 million contracts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the... I almost said the Wolves, but I don't believe them. The um, damn it, what's the name of that team? You know, I, I'm losing my mind right now. The Grizzlies. That's your yeah. other example too. Mm. You know, make it work. And that's all I got for the NBA. Um, Darvin yeah. Ham's hired from the Lakers. Okay, like I said, this was not a big. I think I told you this was not a big season of like people who you can get off the off kilter. Mm-hmm. I just find it funny that Mark Jackson cannot get a job. And I don't know what he does in that interview, but I feel like if he says, oh, yeah, I helped build the Golden State Warriors trend, that's he, probably that's, the reason why they didn't get hired. Yeah, probably. That's probably. Okay, so we're at, uh, we're coming up to the half hour mark here with the show. And let's see. Oh, I, I do want to do a Gottlieb's Goons because it was the only one that I saw it. I saw it today, guys. And I just want to highlight it because we're here and I'm sure uh, we got some um, real MVPs as well given uh what's what's happened um so uh, i do want a a goon just to point it out even though i understand the spirit as to why they did it but but the execution uh it was gosh darn it let me just go to the twitter let's go right now so this will this will go out to the dallas mavericks first somehow they were able to lose five games in the western conference final apparently German sweep <laughs> so they were able to lose five games um, so let's see let's put the Mavs Mavs tweet you don't want your your sports team to be trending for a tweet that you put out uh, but yeah uh, the Dallas Mavericks posted a tweet hold on I'm trying to find it I'm sure they haven't taken it down, uh, but I do want to uh, highlight it right now. But essentially, what they they did, like, uh, in, oh, here we go. In collaboration with the Dallas Morning News, they decided to go silent on social media for 21 minutes to honor the victims of the Uvalde shooting. So that's what they did and right now the it's and and the numbers keep going up they've got about 78 retweets and this is not this is not good of 1847 quote tweets and uh that's one hell of a ratio right there and 709 likes and uh some of the comments here uh some of the comments here are interesting Let's see. Uh, someone posted, guess the Yankees stepped in where you couldn't because the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays, who are my real MVPs for this week, uh, decided to do a lot more with their their social media platforms, and they're not even in Texas. So, hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, somebody posted, how about donating some iteration of $21 or $2.01 per retweet or something? Who gives a fuck about going silent for 21 minutes? Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, wow, multi-million dollar sports team went silent on socials for 21 minutes. Thank you for your bravery. Uh, and, and this one's... I, I, and I get the, 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 the subject matter, but I mean, some of these, these tweets, uh, should, school shootings are over. You guys did it. Uh, thank you for your bravery. Very difficult to go 21 minutes with no Twitter. Uh, lowest bar possible even for me. Uh, what an empty gesture. Your last tweet prior to this was 27 hours before. Let's see. I uh, should have kept this one to yourselves and, and just and just a bunch of stuff. And uh, a lot of people are ratioing them. And it. I get the 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 sentiment behind it, but. But yeah, bro, who greenlit this dumbass PR move? <laughs> like some of these. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It's what a cringy it... thing to boast about. I mean, I mean, I've seen some pretty cringy stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of cringy I'll stuff just honest, after a Valde shooting. So keep that in mind. I mean, I won't say this is the worst. It's not the worst, obviously. Cringy thing I've that. seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen FSU's uh, football Twitter account uh, digitally add a football glove onto Martin Luther King's arm. What? <laughs> doing the tomahawk chop on, and it was posted on Martin Luther King Day. Oh boy! Wow! Oof. Um, I actually this just came out uh, this weekend. <laughs> I think it was. Hold on, let me look it up. I want to see which school it was. Uh. So. Where is it? Oh god, this was funny. I drank a glass of water today in honor of all the victims of kidney disease. Oh my god. It's basically more just how how I I get the gesture but it comes off as pretty shallow and empty. I get it. I understand. I understand like there was there might have been a lot of thought behind it and all this other stuff, but but in I'm the grand scheme of things, cat, relative really to everything else, uh, they it this does like if you were gonna come out with something, it would have been something way more impactful, actual impactful stuff. You know what I mean? And I, Oof. you know, the Mavericks, you know, Mark I Cuban. I just saw that, Andrew. Uh, and and so yeah, uh, did you so, say? You want I me to just put said it? something. You want me to put so, it or not? USC, University of Southern California, it's football it. Twitter, posted a, uh, a tweeted on, I want to say Monday, or yeah, yesterday because of Memorial Day. The caption is, today we remember and honor those that made the ultimate sacrifice to serve our country. Um, and it shows a graphic. It says, remember and honor Memorial Day. It shows an American flag with some fighter jets. 
and a USC football helmet. The problem, the fighter jets they used are Chinese, not American. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Oh, boy. And I'm going to send the picture of the Martin Luther King thing to you right now. Mm. That's that's funny. Uh, uh, let me look for that. That day models will be goons for that one too, because uh, you're a university. <laughs> I go. get it, it's football, but you're a university. You're a private okay, university you... too. Oh Jesus! People Christ. are paying good money for that. <laughs> See, I kind of I, I know this is. If you make a sound clip of this, this, I will be on... screwed. Uh, they posted this in 2019, mind you. Here's the USC one. I posted it up on the on the video version. That's pretty funny. And hold on, let me look at the other one that you just sent. Oh, oh no. It's oh, <laughs> oh god. My alma mater. <laughs> That's like the equivalent that they made um, you know, Oh MLK my god, that time. is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't. <laughs> I this is my that's I my bachelor's degree is from that place. <laughs> well, they apparently think that MLK would be a uh, a K or not MLK would be a K. So he's going to be a uh, Seminoles fan. So let that sink in. Well, oh my god. A- had an absolute field day with that when it came out. I, I, I. Oh my god! There it is. It's uh, I posted <laughs> it up there. <laughs> oh my god! And I think what makes it worse. I mean, if it was a bad Photoshop enough, job, by the way. If it, I mean. I'm not even talking about how bad the Photoshop is. His arm is in completely disproportionate. Yes. I think what makes it worse is that, and I get it, Willie Taggart's thing, you know, like, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, current head coach of at Minnesota, his thing oh, no. is row the boat. Um, or... Scott Frost is uh, rise and conquer. Football coaches, college football coaches have their mantra um, no matter where they go. Um, Willie Taggart says, do something, which we made a ton of fun of when he was head <laughs> coach of Florida. It's like, do something! <laughs> so here it's Martin Luther King with do something. Like, the whole thing is just total chef's it's, kiss. It's really bad. I, I, I don't know who green... I, oh, my God. <laughs> like I mean, I can tell you who it. greenlit it, but I won't say it because it gets everything political. But a mm. white person obviously greenlit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. That's how we'll get oh my prospects God. recruits. Like, this is... <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So, uh, there's plenty of... Uh, uh, the, the, so that okay, that was Gottlieb's goons, sure. All right, but let's let's get to some actual real MVPs from from this, and we're we're gonna give this to both the New York Yankees. Uh, these are mine, the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. So for uh, for once, Charles, uh, Charles and I were able to come together in harmony. 
when it comes to our teams. So, and we beat them on the day we made the announcement, so it made it even feel better. So the the Yankees and the Rays decided instead of tweeting about the game that they played on that day, they would take the time during the game to tweet about various statistics regarding gun violence in the United States. So that was their response to what's what happened down in Uvalde and basically the the atmosphere of uh, gun control in general in the United States right now. And uh, we'll see if it's enough for enough people to be fed up finally about it. But it caused them to do that, which was a much more effective use. Uh, and of course, everybody had, the, of course, the meme, what the replies look like in both Yankees and Rays tweets. And of course, the, the meme of the uh, uh, very conservative white folks uh, with sunglasses on. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's my polite way people from polk county florida you know what we're just gonna make polk county the one county that we don't like <laughs> I- i'm perfectly fine with that <laughs> they're gonna be i don't know what other shows make fun of certain towns or cities <laughs> but they're, they're gonna be ours they're gonna be like every time we have some like bad mouth the place you know it's just not polk county florida <laughs> uh i honestly like I, I, I'll look at our metrics and see what what listens we get because I can look at the specific cities that that listen to us and see if we get any people from there. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, the nickname for the county when you're driving through says All American County. So mm. I feel very validated in everything I've said insult wise to it. So, uh, so yeah, the 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 Yankees and the Rays did that. Of course, people, oh, of course, people had their opinions and stuff. But guess what? They they, they did something. They did, they, you know, like they followed the Florida State tweet. Do something. <laughs> it's Which, in a different way. You it know? cracks me up that people got annoyed by that because they don't want current controversies uh, in, in their, their sports. sports. But yet you're so quick to comment when you know a baseball or football player gets uh, killed. Yeah, but wait, driving. Wait. Yeah, or or wait for the God forbid the day that some lunatic unloads at a sporting event. Oh, no. I mean, if if you guys will remember, a few years ago, God, probably at least five years ago at this point, if not more, someone got quote unquote shot at a St. Louis Cardinals game. Hmm. It, I, when I say quote unquote, it's that someone shot a bullet a nine mil nine millimeter so handgun into the air just randomly and it arced over into the stadium and struck somebody yeah and then of course a few weeks ago um there was a shooting outside of a watch party for i think the edmonton oilers Mm. Um, no one That's at Canada. the watch party was actually shot. It was nearby, okay. but even still, it's yeah. it's getting closer. And then don't forget, um, what precipitated all of the clear bags at sporting events, yeah. extra security, was someone bombed a soccer stadium in France. Yeah, like it's bound to happen at some point. Yeah. That someone is going to bring a gun into a stadium. Yeah, or they'll have the uh, just walking in like Rambo 
with all the things and who's gonna stop them because police are sure is okay i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop right now i'm gonna stop right now i was gonna say something no because uh, remember how i usually say certain people catch strays we're not saying Mm. that on the show yeah not after this incident yeah so but damn anyways violence so anyways uh i'm just saying there's there's a chance that that could possibly happen um, screw it i'll say it someone messed up and didn't do their jobs yeah well it's, a ton of people didn't do their you're being job. very nice there charles a ton of people didn't do their fucking jobs uh a ton of people aren't doing their fucking jobs i've, so, I've seen better protect and serve from a duffy's waitress than i have from all the law enforcement here we go this is an impromptu serious episodes so far anyways uh but yeah you know we've we've we have our chance and we're, we're gonna talk about it so uh but yeah these are real mvps so yankees in the race so there you go there we go. You know who wouldn't support it? Alex Cora. I'm I'm kidding. Okay. I'm, I'm all right. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't bring in that Alex right. Cora hate yeah, no, here. No, no, not here. Okay. But he's not a babe like Babe Kepler. Well, uh, we we can keep going with the. Uh, let's see. So we're at we're at 45 minutes now. Uh, we can um, let's we can turn turn on a dime. <laughs> the show. Honestly, we do turn on a dime, uh, and we can go into the handsomest manager or coaches in the NFL. Let's do it. We had something so, sad, so there's nothing funnier than making Andrew uncomfortable. So, <laughs> now, for for once, Charles, I am totally okay with it. Let's do it. So let's start with the NFC first. So uh, let me look for current NFL head coaches. I'm sure there's. All the coaches have been hired, right? There's all the firings have been yeah. Have been there's filled. no vacancies, so there's no vacancies right now. So let's let's see. I hope they split them off into AFC and NFC. If not, I'll just I'll I'll, I'll just uh, I'll look for them myself. So hold on, let me actually let me get it on my phone and then I'll I'll, I'll post the the stuff here. So <clears throat> one second. So current NFL head coaches. So I'll get it right there. I'm just going to say right away, Bill Belichick gets extra points for me because of his dog. Yeah. So Bill Belichick pulls, yeah. man. And, and of course, the 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 NFL handsomest head coaches is brought to you by Split K guys. You can play it for free right now. Okay. <laughs> Lickety split. Okay. I'm, I'm going home now. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. So all right. So let's start with the. NFC, I'm going to have to parse this out because they have the, all of them in one thing. But here we go. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Dude, Cliff Kingsbury is, is out there at the University of Arizona is, picking up them college students. So, yeah, that's handsome. Cliff handsome. Kingsbury. So and, let's go. And for once, and it's actually less creepy than with uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Damn, awesome. if he was still on this freaking list. <laughs> oh, oh, So, yeah, no. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh yeah, look at that! Uh, they had a thing of him in the draft. Ha- him like and Holly Saunders year. right now are, are official apparently from from this from uh, from Golf Digest. Okay, Cliff. Cliff Bowles. Right. Cliff. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. You can. Do you think Cliff Kingsbury is the closest thing to PC principal in the NFL? <laughs> I've been rewatching a lot of South Park lately, but I look at. Him I need to see little... him in the sunglasses. Actually, hold on. He's oh here oh, he is in sunglasses. Here I'm he just is saying. In, here he is in sunglasses right now. Actually, I'm, I'm just saying. Here we go. Oh my god! I'm just saying. Just uh, just just dye the hair a bit, you know. Just have him do the little lip raise. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, He's get, got a little bit of muscle to him. Yeah, there you go. 
so there we go. Next, for the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith. I should love him just because he was a Tennessee Titan, but let's see what he fully looks there like There he now. is. There's your coach. There's head coach um, Arthur Smith. All right. Look a little John Candy-ish a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah. He, he, he looks like a GameStop employee. I can't get back. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> there he is with I'm the just Titans. Saying. Does that help? Does that help with the, in the Titans? No, 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 because we have a daddy on uh, the Titans. Oh, uh, I know I'll that. Say, I, I'll, I, I'll tell we'll you right get... now. Like, Mike Rabel's a babe. Y'all, y'all figure uh, well, that out. Well, we're going to get into that next next episode because we're doing the, the NFC right now. We need we need to get to a, a, a you know, the Super Bowl of handsomest head coaches. So, all right. So that's Arthur Smith. So that it's a no for you, dog. All right. Uh, next is Matt Rule over in Carolina. No, I, I don't know if I actually know what Matt Rule looks like. So we're, we're about to the find thing is, out right now. When so, you see stuff on game day, it's just usually them in the hoodies and sort of. So that's Matt Rule. I feel like Matt Rule ha- cosplays as Harper from Stranger Things. <laughs> I, I can't get is. behind it because he looks like the actor whose name I forgot. Uh, I I, I, I kind of like the blackening of the beard to avoid going all gray, but and then I think you're kind cleaned of a, up. Huh? How about yeah, him all I cleaned think, up a little bit now? Uh, in the suit? Because uh, uh, he looks too much like Rex Ryan in that suit. I, really? Rex to Ryan? Not, no, not to me. Not, not fat boy Rex Ryan. Uh, okay. but like skinny, I changed my life, Buffalo Bills. Okay. All right. Next. For the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bears. Matt Eberflus. Eberflus now? Let's yep, Eberflus. Eberflus, what do you want to call it? Uh, there we go. And there he is for the, uh, that's where he was with the Colts. This is him on the Chicago oh. Bears. Uh, there he is. Uh, some weird, it, 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 that hairline's fighting with the face, man. He looks like Urban Meyer's, like, cousin. <laughs> okay. He does. I'm just saying. Alrighty. Okay, so next we've got the let's see, uh, Dallas Cowboys. You're uh, Mike McCarthy, huh? No. Hey, so <laughs> Come here, on. To, to defend Mike McCarthy, <laughs> Mike McCarthy, his picture think, on the thing. <laughs> Mike McCarthy is the guy that you would chill with, beard or no beard, because of all the people that he knows. Hmm. Because you got, he's been around. You know, I know Aaron Rodgers. It's the same thing with the Dave Roberts mentality of how he did in baseball. Because of who you know, you want to hang out with him. Because mm. he could be par- partying with Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones, I don't care if I get banned for saying this, mm. Jerry Jones probably has, like, all the grade A drugs that no. the, uh, the U.S. officials want. So, oh, yeah. like, hey, if you're going to go, you're going to go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's controversial. I think that's kind of uh, – I don't know. I think that's – pretty well accepted at this point that, well the problem is every time if it's not jerry's world then you know we saw the spaceship he was he was uh doing the draft then in 2020 so. i just don't like jerry jones because i do personally believe he blackballed colin kaepernick and all the other players Probably. who wanted to sit down yeah i'm just saying that kaepernick right now did get a tryout with the raiders though yeah six years yeah, later but it's a, it's all... a, yeah but it's a token tryout yeah you know all right dan campbell detroit lions oh yeah man uh, Dan Campbell's like, oh, you touch my dude, you touch yeah. my girl, I'm gonna beat your ass at the look, thing. Look at that, look at that yeah. man. He, he's a meathead, but yeah. sometimes we like jocks up in here. Yeah, man. He's a meathead with a heart, man. He, that man is not afraid to cry in front of you. He's shorzy. Just saying. And, I yeah. that. That's good. Like, if you guys saw him with the hair when he was back playing after they won, 
Like that just goes to show you those guys love him. Yeah. No, he's he's he, he was uh, a interim coach with the Dolphins. They loved him. Like, yeah, that man will go. That man will fight for you, and he'll cry for you. He's not afraid. Yeah. All right. Okay. He writes poetry as he beats someone's ass afterwards in reflection. <laughs> Next, Matt Lafleur. Oh, Matt Lafleur. Green. Bay. Ironically, because of all the heat I bring out Aaron Rodgers, Matt Lafleur is like handsome man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Oh, the NFL's got some handsome dudes compared to MLB's managers. Do you, do you think that's the reason why Aaron Rodgers originally wanted to leave? Not because Jordan um, <laughs> or Jordan Love was there, it was because Aaron Rodgers' woman was like staring at Matt Lafleur. Hmm. Lafleur, let me get a piece of that. Yeah, Matt Lafleur. Yeah, he cleans up. He's 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 nice. All right. You know, what kills me. The man's like six years older than us, so it's amazing what you can I do understand. when you're in Green Bay and you and get a ton of you money. Don't, you don't ruin your and life then, going to law school. Yeah. And there's me who bought literally like Oreo or not Oreo, <laughs> but cookie and creams, pop tarts today coming out before the show. Yeah. Okay. Life's life's cold, man. Next. Oh my God, Sean McVay. Sean McVay is super handsome, man. What, what, what man? The NFL is. And they just all come it. from. The, and they all come from the same coaching tree yeah. too. Yeah. Him, McVay, Shanahan, yeah. um, Lafleur, all under Sean too. And Cliff, I think. No, Cliff was different. But yeah, Sean it, McVay's it, gotten it, better with age. Oh yeah, it's yeah. that blonde hair young. too because it's a little Jeez. bit different. You know, he's that guy who doesn't even. You remember when um this is some stuff coming into it but oh, mike nolan photo. jr what? this is a dumb like photo one. of him why did they pick this is a bad photo who took this photo <laughs> you think there's a bad photo of... there's what there's one bad photo on the screen right now he looks pretty goofy in this one i don't know who took that photo but uh he they, they, they he's i don't know but it's a bad one but he's got no no he's he's good Look, Not there possible. he is yeah hey, he's got one goofy photo i think they just had one but whatever there is super the, handsome yeah, but he's yeah. No, this is Sean McVay. All right, this is a Jack tough up. one. The NFC is really tough, Charles. This oh, is yeah. going to be a really tough decision. Okay, let's oh, keep yeah. going. Let's keep going before you make a decision. Minnesota, Kevin, Mc, Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, I remember Kevin O'Connell when he was still a player, man. I, I don't know what he looks like at like thirty six. Kevin O'Connell. So let's take a look right now. And this is the problem. Maybe I'm thinking these men are handsome because we're only in a small age gap. Oh wow. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell's kind of handsome. Yeah, this is another one. Dear Lord, what is going on in the NFL right now? You know, we're just hiring baddies. That's what's happening. And then somewhere in AMC is just Andy Reid. He's like, I don't need to be handsome when I got this sexy man. Where are Marty Schottenheimer clones out there? Come on, guys. (laughs) I think because Joe Torrio was my instant ugliest guy, but I don't know who my ugliest... I don't know who my ugliest, like, I can't think of an ugliest coach off the bat completely. All right. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to uh, it. We'll, we'll get to it, it when we get to the, when you make your ultimate decision in the NFL. Uh, uh, New Orleans, Dennis Allen. Let's see what Dennis Allen looks like now that he's been away from Oakland. Yeah. All right. He's got. Um, he looks like he holds the door open for you. But I mean, I've just seen a, I don't have a daddy king. So I just went through a whole phase of handsome yeah. guys in our age group, you know? No. Relatively yeah. speaking, compared to the other guys, he's an all right looking dude, but especially with the, the yeah, with with the with the goatee, with the salt and pepper there. Um but okay. All right, next, let's let's uh go to uh <laughs> all right. Uh the other Brian, not the one that uh Bill Belichick uh accidentally uh texted to. Brian DeBole out in New York with the Giants. 
All right, let's take a peek at this. So there you go, Charles. There's your boy. <sighs> There's a type for every Giants. person. Not my type. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I think I would I'm like to, to find a photo of him uh, all like you know dressed up in a suit. There he is. Brian Dabble. Brian Dabble Brian looks Dabble. like he gets sweaty just seeing a Hardee's ad. <laughs> no. Oh God! Why do I laugh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni. Um. So let's. I'll wait till we get recent images of him. Let's see, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. There, there's a, there's a type. I just feel like he's kind of a clone of some of the other guys. Hmm. Yeah, a little uh, bit. I mean, he's not bad looking. Yeah, he's got, not a, very, bad he's got a strong chin, a strong nose. It, it's the, uh, it's the sunken eyes. Like he, yeah, I don't okay. want to say this on on the show, but oh, it, it looks like he'll get physical. So I can't do. Oh, that. all right. Well, I, I just thought he looked like a generic Batman villain. Or not yeah, villain, yeah, but well, like, not well, a villain, not a villain, but like a, you know, like a, character. Yeah, no, like a grunt, you know, a grunt. Yeah, one of those well, guys. They, they we're both of the same mind. Oh, yo, the Batman's coming. Especially uh, <laughs> Okay, this is me playing Arkham Knight for twelve hours the last two days. Um, <laughs> uh, next is uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, here we go. Let's let's yeah. get back to that, it. It's amazing when you have something as fugly as Mike Shanahan getting you, Kyle. Okay. You see, Mike wasn't even that, that ugly when he started with the uh, Raiders back in the day before he went to the Broncos. I mean, Kyle's ears are a little bit too red. big. Yeah, especially when he wears the hat. Yeah. I think the hat makes it worse. He lets he lets the hair out. Not too bad. Yeah. Or puts on the headset. There you go. Another one that's only like seven years older. Yeah. So. What are we doing with our life? Oh boy. Okay, next, Pete Carroll, Seattle. Pete Carroll's would, one of those guys. Come listen, on. I would I would party with Pete Carroll. Yeah, man. I was going to say. I'm not, not even a front. This is a, guy a who, this is a guy who knows people. Yeah. The, the, the first thing I would ask him is, how do you get your hair to be positioned like that? Because I'm yeah. very vain with my hair. Yeah, man. He's but, got uh, good hair for for his age. Pete, Pete, Carroll, Pete, Pete Carroll was probably handsome, you know, 80 years ago right, when let me he look was for in his Pete 20s. Car- right, let me look when he was young. I, I've never seen a, a photo. I haven't either because it's he, the guys looked the same for 20 years. Yeah. So, actually, I think he's uh, – no, he look, Oh, man. Mm, he looks better looks like as a – Jay Leno. Yeah, he looks better older, actually. Yeah. He looks a lot better now. Huh. Yeah, you're looking like Jay Leno. We yeah, can't when he that. started out with uh, – you know, there he is in the 90s with the Patriots and stuff. Yeah. He's gotten better as, as he's aged. There we go. Play basketball? Really? Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Pete Carroll, and uh, oh, here we go. Todd Bowles, Tampa Let's Bay. See. Let's see. Todd Bowles. Here we go. All right, Charles. I mean, I feel like Todd Bowles has looked the same for 10, 15 years. Of course. I mean, Todd Bowles is a handsome guy. He knows how to wear a suit. Yeah. The the the, the dress shirts or the. The coaching stuff doesn't Look help. The, the dark plaid suit there. That's what I'm saying. You know, you gotta sharpen up a little bit. Listen, well, us men, when we're ugly, we amp it up by clothing. Okay, we don't get Snapchat filters. Mm. So sometimes it's the right. tightly made suit. And finally, the last one for the NFC, Ron Rivera. Oh, I, the the one Latino I, Charles. 
I don't find Ron phys- uh, like attractive dynamically, mm. but you know he'll he'll like beat that ass, man. <laughs> Ron exudes confidence to me. He's he, he would be that guy that if you're at the bar with him and you take some shots, like listen, I fucking I beat cancer. I'm gonna go ask this girl out, and I'm gonna like you do that, man. You know he's got a good head of hair too. Yeah, we we yeah. we 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 support Ron Rivera. Uh, okay. we, we support. He gets the honorary, like yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's he's half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. Dangerous combo. Keep him away from me. Keep him away from me. <laughs> okay. I'm All right. Worried. So, so that's the NFC. Charles is a very difficult decision, but who's who is your number one handsomest coach in the NFC? NFC? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Really? He right, takes right, it. It's not the right Super Bowl. Right. Right next to Matt. No, it's the hair man. He's okay. the only man. But because yeah, I think if Matt Lafleur wasn't like dark black hair. Damn man, that's be... a there's a lot of Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, freaking! There's a man. They're they are stacked in that in that conference. It's it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. All not right. everybody looks like a testicle like it was in basketball or or not basketball baseball. but in uh, baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, baseball was like very very difficult. It was like it was literally Kevin Cash and and Dave uh, Kapler. Yeah, and Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. Yeah, Joe Joe, Joe Girardi. Know what's up, man? Yeah. All right, Sean McVay, you you are the handsomest manager or handsomest coach in the NFC. So, congr- congratulations. Just look at that intense look that he's giving yeah. you yeah. on the second panel on the right. on the top. This is this is truly the greatest award he's ever won <laughs> in his career. And you know he's a bro too. He's about loyalty. He, yeah. he was like Matt Stafford. He's like, hey, hey, you're All dying, right. Detroit. Yeah, come over here. Yeah. I'm gonna make you better. So let's uh, let's go to a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying over the last week. And uh, I, I guess I will. I'll start, guys. Um, as as I mentioned before, the show started. I've been doing a lot of lot of uh, improvement of my living space. Okay. The housing market is super ridiculous. The rental market is super ridiculous. I'm kind of stuck where I'm at uh, because it's really the best financial decision I can make right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm relatively independent here, so right, I don't get bothered by nobody. Uh, I do this ridiculous show with these guys, and nobody bothers me. So, uh, you know, I just need to improve the space, and so I've I've made a lot of changes. I added a there's a baker's rack in my room right now, guys, because. I just wanted it and I needed the space to kind of spread out my stuff here, you know. Uh, I've uh, just a, a bunch of improvements. There's there's some faux shrubbery and stuff now. It, it, it looks like a Pinterest article in here, guys. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, my, uh, my non-sponsor goes to the thing that's hanging above my head right now. Or actually helping the thing that's hanging above my head right now. And it's... Uh, it's it's the mount that I put my TV on. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual name of the. Here we go. Uh, it's called Mounting Dream. Uh, so that's that's what we're gonna call it. And I, I better be careful how I type this into Google on the screen here. Yeah, you're gonna see Mounting Dream. <laughs> I, it's gonna be like bestiality. Uh, no, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna go to Amazon.com immediately, and we're not gonna look. For Mounting Dream specifically, but Mounting Dream TV mount, it, they um, they've got different varieties, different versions here. The one that I got is I'm trying to find the one. 
Uh, they got some pretty uh, different ones here, but I'm trying to find. I got mine for twenty eight bucks. Twenty eight bucks cheaper here. than you see some other ones. Yeah, and it's one of the ones that stretches out, so I can stretch it out, uh, move it left, move it right, move it closer, move it in towards the wall, uh, and uh, yeah, here it is. This is the one that I've got. Uh, and, and tilt it uh, a little bit uh, uh, downward as well, so I that, that so I'm looking right up at my TV screen. It's tilted towards my head, so I'm not really, I'm not like destroying my neck like I, I was previously. And uh, the relatively simple installation method: just kind of find the stud in your wall, just drill right 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 up into it. And uh, this is why I love talking about mounting, guys. Just drill right into it, and and, and you know, uh, just th and only three. It only needs three, three uh, nails drilled into the into the stud in the wall. And after that, secured it. I, I lifted the TV onto it, and I, I I hoped that it wouldn't fall on top of me, and it didn't. And it's been up here. <laughs> it's been up uh, for about. I would, uh, let's see, it's, I did this on Saturday? Saturday, yeah, Saturday. I did this on Saturday, and it hasn't fallen down since. And it's it's good. It's good. I, I recommend uh, their brand. I, they had some pretty damn good reviews on Amazon, and it works. So, um, uh, promo code, uh, uh, mount me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, I had to. <laughs> well, who wants to go? Who wants to follow that up? I'll go. Why not? All right. Uh, this one's gonna sound a little bit weird, and I'm sure you guys are gonna. I just said mountain. Roll me. your eyes. <laughs> that was like gonna be weird. Yeah, we went from handsome coaches to uh, Francisco saying mount me. I think <laughs> anything that you say is not gonna touch that threshold yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, split gate, everybody. Get it for free. Lickety split. So I'm obviously, as you as you mentioned, I'm back on the study train. Um, and it occurred to me, I didn't think this was possible, but I am allowed to still study at FIU. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> why would you want to traumatize yourself? I know why. I mean, it's a public it, university. You can just walk in there. Yeah, but well, I feel like every time no, I walk but I'm in, allowed it's to use money. the study rooms. Oh, okay. oh, oh, that's what. You, okay, all right, all right. Um, so I want to give. It's kind of like a two-part shout-out. Uh, the first one is to the law school. Um, because I don't know why. But I've tried studying at public libraries. I've started tried studying at home. I've tried studying at Francisco's office. And I thank you, Francisco, by the way. But for some reason, I don't know what it is, but the like aura of being in that school, I don't know. It just makes me want to study. I don't know why. I can't explain it. So my my studying has been very much increased uh, since I've been going to the school. So that's one. Um, and I want to give a particular shout out to study room 2093. Okie dokie. 
2093. That's one of the ones in like the second floor in the back. Mm-hmm. Just by the bathroom. Damn, man. Don't worry. You're not going to, you won't find it online, but yeah, it's such a good room. It looks out onto the grass courtyard, not the, not the rocks courtyard, the fountain courtyard, the grass courtyard. It's got, it's a big room. It could fit eight people, but they're allowing me to use it as one person. It's got big ass wooden table, which looks very nice as opposed to those gray drab ones. It's got a TV screen if I wanted to use it, which I don't. I just watch videos on my laptop. There's a TV screen in there now? My God. For a few of them, yes. That's what they're using tuition on. So, too bad, Francisco. We could have done some game nights. Uh, really? Huh. This... If, yeah. if, if we were still I would have failed law school. <laughs> 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 That's what would have happened. <laughs> I don't know. I'm um, my Wii U every day. Sheesh. So it's I got want that. to play Smash. So it's got that. I did that. play my Wii U once and, 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 and set it up in the... Uh, in the in the, the lounge. lobby lounge yeah. i remember yeah, lounge. this yeah yeah so it's got three amazing things it's got the tv i couldn't care less but i don't know but it looks cool um it's got the large wooden table it's really big and it's got a window so it's like mm-hmm. it's the perfect room yeah it's got plenty of space you know i can like put my feet up on the chair if I want. I'm just so relaxed in there. It's almost like a Zen feeling. And I'm just, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I can't not study when I'm in there. Um, so it's been kind of de-stressing in that way. Um, but yeah, law students, uh, don't use it right now. Cause that's my room. If, if if any of you are somehow watching this, that's my room during this bar prep, so you can't have it. Mm. But once I'm done using it, seriously, the 2093 is the way to go, man. I think there's an identical room on the third floor as well. Um, but I don't think it's as good as that one. I think that one is uh, up in the grand reading room. But the window looks into the downstairs atrium, not into natural light. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, FIU Law Library, FIU Law School, room 2093. I love you guys so much. Uh, promo code. We could have played Smash. Uh, is, that the, is that the promo code? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could have done st- i mean she should have just didn't know that they put stuff into the rooms now you know they probably used the, the mounting dream to to put the tvs up there you know who knows uh, it's a very good price and uh, a little mixture of of the two non-sponsors there all right um uh charles you said you're gonna refrain you're gonna defer no I, I i'm in it i'm in it i will say one okay. th- or one thing about this too is Andrew, I hope to God that you at least wipe down those tables with some Lysol because there was both mounting and smashing done in those study rooms. Oh, um, no. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I will. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Oh, boy. And I- I'm not confirming or denying if it's me at all, but I yeah. can tell you the horror stories of what I do know. Ugh. I'm part of things I, you know. Dear Lord, things... I ate Chinese food uh-huh. in there, man. Dim <laughs> 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 sum, right? Yeah. Um, anywho, let me pause this because we'll get a little, we'll go from that humor to something that's a little bit worse. So I had gone back and forth on it, but, uh, you know, I ain't no, I ain't no pansy. I, I don't step aside. I step up and that sometimes goes into hard things. I get a little bit deeper. And I like to think sometimes with this show, we actually connect to people aside from being silly and that, you know, for the few people who ever do listen, thank you, I guess. But um, you're connected in some way, shape or form, and you can be connected in some way, shape or form to human beings, people and women, anything in between and um, animals. So, you know, you, you think about what man's best friend is. And the good thing about me is I have many best friends. I, I don't have just, you know, you guys, my other people, my other friends. I also have my pets. And Friday was not a good day for Charles. Um but when you talk about celebrations, you celebrate life and you celebrate death. So my dog Byron died on Friday. Um, I will belabor and avoid how it happened. It wasn't anything terrible. 12 years old, sometimes it's time. And um, you think about those memories and you think about those specials and it's kind of hokey for people to do like an in-memoriam. But if you know TNT can do an in-memoriam of Ray Liotta who passed, I can do an in-memoriam of my dog at this time right now as a non-sponsor. I don't usually do people or things, right? I, I do items because that's the fun. But maybe you transition to your pets and what you support. For me, this is a dog that I've had since 12 years ago when he was a itty little baby. He's a He was a hound Rottweiler mix and he was a pain in the ass at times because I remember when he was a little baby playing around and then, you know, they get that teething and like the rip things and then he's fighting over. He'll come to me. He would come to me with like a sock in his mouth and he was like, tear this at me. I'm like, I'm going to tear it from you. Everybody loved him. I had Snapchat. I send, you know, photos of it to the dogs, you know, friends, girlfriends. They've all loved that animal. He had like these dough piercing eyes and he was just like rough and big. And I'd like to play around with him. And, you know, I look into the memories that I had and the worst thing, especially as you get older and we're in our phases of life where I'm, we're closer in mid thirties and early thirties. And you're going to start losing things that you're not accustomed to. And the saddest part about it is that you're not going to share that journey longer with said animal. But I reflect back on the little things because day one, day two, things happen. I'm like, man, I'm trying to find a particular memory. I want to get a particular memory because that's grief. That's artificialness. You want to think of all the highlights. And then I just remember all the little silly, stupid stuff I did with him, how he would bark at me because he wanted pizza or he loved bread and drive him crazy or he would fight with his brother and all this other stuff. And he would eat the cafe. I'm like, what are you doing? And then like I would spank him on the butt. I wouldn't do anything. But those are the memories that you get. Not this big story that you tell at the bar kind of thing with people. Because everybody has that story about their animals or there's those weird people who will like um, dress their animal up in like a sweater. Let them be. But, you know, we talk about non-sponsors, things that bring you joy. I've had joy for 12 years. You know, I had joy for 12 years. And... um. Even in his death and passing, I still enjoy. I, you know, we we think about a lot of things and we think about how great it was. Um, because you're not guaranteed life, you're not guaranteed years, and life is sometimes about things that are meant to be, and also about chance encounters. I go from being in dealing with my dog to just hey, I'm at a casino and there's chance encounters, and then you know I'm watching the heat break my heart, and it, it wasn't it wasn't anything that hurt more than that. But it was something that didn't bring me as much joy as knowing that I had this time with this big, sweet brute of a dog who 
Um, we named him Byron after Lord Byron, and I think it was appropriate because he was a little king of his castle. So why not sponsor my dog, Byron? Um, promo code, you know, puppy. There you go. Love you, Byron. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace, Byron. Um, oh boy, yeah, this is, uh, start feeling feeling things. Ah. Um, well, uh, if it's any, I don't know, any consolation, Byron will live on forever in the archives of our show because we often yeah. heard his barks uh, on the show. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 the weird part where I'm like, oh man, who's gonna eat like the other cat food? But you know, it's 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 all good, yeah. Okay, guys, so we're we're on to the next part of the show, we're at an hour 16, so. We go about another half hour or so before we get to the wrestling segment. And, uh, well, Andrew, let's talk hockey. Let's go. All right. Conference finals. Let's do that hockey, <laughs> do that hockey right? Uh, conference finals happening right now. It's behind you on your screen. And remember, we can always go into the Andrewverse at any point. You know, it's it, it could sneak up on us, right? We could be visited by one of the various Andrews out there. And uh, so whenever you feel like Andrew, you, you can just call it. Be like, ah, it's time. Uh, so uh, it's one-to-one right now between the Avs and the, and the Oilers. They, the Avs just scored right now, actually. And uh, the other conference final is the New York Rangers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that will be an interesting series. And you know. I sent, I sent a picture to the group chat, if you wouldn't mind uh, pulling it up. I'll look for it. While while uh, we talk about this, Andrew, Andrew, uh, I do want to ask what sure. what is uh, how do you feel like going up against the New York Rangers, a, a team that's very inspired, by the way, and with uh, a good a good I mean a good set of players. They are Temi Panarin on one side. Yeah, they're coached by Gerard Gallant, trying another chance at the Cup. He's I mean he's one of the best coaches in the league. He truly is. The Panthers made a massive mistake firing him. And I, I will say that to this, like every day, for the rest of his career, like they, they was probably, like it, it's on par with like uh, the 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 Marlins firing Joe Girardi, as well. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's that bad. It was that bad, and they it took until like now for the Panthers to, and they, they had to get a legendary head coach just to replace Gallant. But Gallant's gonna be his own legendary head coach, and like he's already almost there. He's already almost there, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, Andrew, what, how do you feel about going against New York? And this is this very formidable team. Well, they just took. I just want to say it's it's interesting that you brought this up earlier, Charles. About um, what was it? Uh, it was about the Warriors. How you were saying, you know, these these people who begrudge them because they are so successful and stuff. You know, I was in that camp. And mm-hmm. to some extent, I still am, especially when it comes to, like, Alabama, uh, Crimson Tide, and football. But, and I'm not meaning to sound, to make this sound like I'm bragging or anything. But I didn't quite understand how fans could feel that way like not being tired of their team being successful until the lightning went on this run. You know, all my life, you know, seeing these teams, you know, like 
the Pittsburgh Penguins winning twice in a row. It's like, oh, come on, let someone else win. Or we need more parity. But I'm seeing the lightning go through this, and we've gone through the Dallas Stars, who are the inspiring team, as it were. Certainly the Montreal Canadiens were inspiring. There was no chance, there was no one would have predicted that they would have made it to the finals. And now we're playing another inspired team within the New York Rangers. I don't know what it is, but I just don't give a damn about those other teams. I want trophies. That's killer instinct. I want trophies. I want them now. I remember talking to Francisco um, as we were going to grab some lunch last year, um, roughly around this time. It's when uh, the Lightning and the Canadians were about to start the Stanley Cup final. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling Francisco that, you know, part of me wants Carey Price, you know, to get his chip. Um, yeah, there were, there were a few guys. It was Carey Price. It was um, Shea Weber. Shea Weber was on that team. Yeah, it was, so I was like, was like guys man, I, you know, I feel bad for these guys. You know, part of me wants them to get something. But the other more powerful part of me says, fuck them. I want another cup. So... I, I I understand that feeling now of not being satisfied, and I'm not a player. I'm just a fan. But it's I've I feel like I've become bloodthirsty in a sense. Uh, yeah, that Morbius rush right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's morbid time. It's morbid time. <laughs> So uh, I've been going um, down the meme, uh, the meme rabbit hole of the Morbius stuff right now. <laughs> Morbius two, Morbius. If you, if, if you watch it, it's going to lead to them making the sequel. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, or I saw like a, a trailer for a Morbius game for the Nintendo DS. I mean, he oh, is you know, in Marvel versus Capcom three. You know, it's funny. One more thing about Morbius. Hmm. Someone created. A, a Twitch account that played the entire Morbius movie on repeat. They made it twice before the account was taken down. But the <laughs> funny thing was the, the movie on its second play made it through and just when the credits were starting to roll, that's when the channel, the channel was cut. So it makes you think that someone at Twitch was like, all right, I'm going to let them watch the end of this, or maybe they were interested in watching too. And then they decided to cut the, cut the stream. Which <laughs> I it's think free it's publicity. Right. <laughs> uh, um, oh, so, so yes. Um, I, I know I, I don't want to sound like an ass, but I don't care about your your uh, hmm. inspirational run. Yeah, I want Stanley again. Hmm. Yeah, you I got want them. Him. You got the Avalanche, possibly like finally getting over the hump, and you're going against McKinnon and, and all those guys, Joe Sakic, uh over in the front office on that end. Like they're trying to restore the the old glory of the Avs and the same thing with the Oilers restore the old glory of the Oilers and and with uh 
with uh, McDavid, McDavid trying to get his thing too. Him and Drysaddle and heck, even Mike Smith, an inspirational story. Easily, he's an old goaltender, right? Yeah. So there, there's a few of those that are coming along the way if you guys make it past New York. So I'll start with my my take on the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, my take here from here on out is going to be my unbiased hockey fan take. Um, I'll let you know when I'm going back into lightning fan mode. Um, all right, I'm going to jump back into lightning mode fan <laughs> for just a second here. I was afraid going into the playoffs that the bolts were going to be tired. They've, they've done two straight runs through the Stanley cup. Very little break in between each season. The last few years have been in, have been crazy when it comes to the playoffs. Um, so I thought, you know, and I was feeling that, you know, going into the, the, the Maple Leaf series, it's like, man, they must be tired. You know, they're, they're just not playing like they usually do, you know, through the first five games of the series, I was like, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this off. I hate to admit it. I mean, in hindsight, I, I feel like a jerk, but honestly, I mean, I don't, th I think everyone thought, even professional analysts were thinking that, you know, there's no way that they're just too tired. Um, okay. Jumping back into neutral mode. They're not tired. They are playing their best hockey right now. They are, they, they came into their own at the perfect time. They they know what to do from the past two seasons. Um, you know, they had a bit of a weak regular season. I mean, I think unless we play the Oilers, I think we're going to go the entire playoffs as the lower-seeded team. We were the, the three-seed in the Atlantic division, and we were kind of lowish in the general standings. Um, but I, I don't know what happened, but after game six, Vasilevsky, when he lost game five, whatever happened, it flipped a switch in him and the team because they've won six straight games since then. And they've given up, I think five goals. Yeah. And the. Yeah, the Panthers, the Panthers barely scored. In fact, you guys beat us by shutting us out in the only game that the Panthers were ever shut out all season long was their final one. And so, fun fact, the last time you guys were shut out was game six of the of last year's playoffs. against It's, it's not a play. fun fact when, when it's like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact. Fun oh, for you. Know. <laughs> Someone's a sadist just getting off on this. So, so the, the right. Lightning are playing their best hockey right now. They are playing like the Lightning. That's scary for whoever you are. Um, and, and the fact that the Lightning did that without Braden Point 
in the Florida series is crazy. Uh, Braden Point, I mean, the dude just got, a, I think, a $9.5 million per year contract after last postseason, and he he is worth every dollar. Um, he plays the so-called bumper position uh, during our power play, which if you think of... Um, if you think of the power play almost like an X, um, you have Stamkos and Kucherov on the wings, low down at the half board. You have the two defensemen up at, at the D line, and then you have Braden Point playing the bumper position, which is basically the guy standing in front of the net deflecting shots and gets rebounds and stuffs them in. Um that's that's his bread and butter, and we didn't have that. We had to sub in uh, Corey Perry, who did an amazing job, by the way. He's tied for the team lead of goals with five through the, pro- through the playoffs, um, which I think is a testament to the team being just very versatile and deep. Um, Kucherov is doing Kucherov things. Hedman is doing Hedman things. Stamkos is doing Stamkos things. Nick Paul came out of nowhere. He was brought in at the trade deadline, uh, supposedly as a rental, but there's a good chance that we may try to sign him long term because he he's been invaluable, uh, especially considering that we've been without Braden Point. He's been chewing up ice time. Uh, he scored two goals in the uh, the game seven of the uh, of the. Toronto series and he's just been all over the place making plays so it's there's not really a weakness with this team and I haven't even mentioned Andre Vasilevsky uh like I said after game five he's just been un, unbeatable basically uh and I mentioned three goals given up one of the goals that Vasilevsky gave up in the Florida series was on the power play, which I kind of generally don't count those. Um, and actually, I don't think that goes that counts against them in their goals against average. Um, and that was a tough, it was just a bad rebound that got stuffed in right from the, the slot. Um, but Vasilevsky is just, he's being Vasilevsky. Um, to the point that the the guy is 27. He's been in the league for like seven years now, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. People are already saying that he's on the Mount Rushmore of goaltenders. Um, it's crazy. I, I actually, I think I mentioned that last week. Yeah, we did a whole so, thing about him. Yeah. So Tampa is formidable to say the least um i the rangers honestly when i i was hoping that we would play the hurricanes and i'll explain why igor shesterkin yep i don't know what it is about russian goal the goaltenders but for whatever reason russian goaltenders are just playing out of their freaking minds this postseason uh the new york rangers they came back from a 3-1 deficit against the Penguins to win their series in seven. They uh, 
dragged out a series against Carolina to seven and absolutely obliterated uh, Carolina last night um, in game seven. And Shesterkin, I mean, he does give up goals, but he's very tough to beat as well. Uh, and then as you alluded to, you've got Artemi Panarin. Uh, shit, who else? Uh, Mika Zabinajad. Um, Alex, Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, you've got a lot of very good players there. on the range. So I, I've got the on the on the big screen here. We've got the comparison. I mean, it's 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 not that big of a difference between the two. The Rangers have home ice in this series, right? Way. So they'll be starting at Madison Square Garden uh, tomorrow, and, uh, and we... MFG has such a home. F- home ice advantage it's yeah. crazy and you'll have um, to deal with the snowbirds in tampa as well mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. will also be a, a new factor for you guys as you really face that to be honest uh so now we've got uh i mean as far as goals the last five games zeminajad has been scoring for the rangers he's got four cory perry's been doing a good job i thought I, I i was like surprised cory perry like cory perry's still playing and he's yeah he's with, he's with tampa and uh he's had three goals assists uh fox for the rangers uh with six kucherov with five uh he's also got seven points in, in the last five games kucherov while fox has has had eight and uh ryan mcdonough and uh, uh lindgren for the rangers both plus minus six right now i mean the goalie comparison right now is between Vasilevsky and and Chesterkin. Uh, I mean, it's a nine thirty two save percentage for for Vasi versus uh, a nine twenty eight, two point two goals against, a two point six eight goals against. So that it's not that big of a difference between the two. Between the two. I mean, I will say that Vasilevsky's numbers are a bit skewed mm. because it's taking into account the few uh, weak games that he had in the Toronto series. Yeah, like I mentioned, and the Panthers sucked. So, <laughs> so the, the past few games, he's just been almost unbeatable. And then we've um, got a uh, power play percentage. The Rangers are, are the second best power play in this postseason, the thirty two point five percent right now. And so, and so they have a they have a power play that actually works. So mm-hmm. that's that's another thing you guys have to contend with. Like the Rangers are actually doing things. So that's uh, you, you, we'll see whether you know um, you know the, the rust factor comes in as well because the Lightning have been right. you know four games and then days off since which you know might help for them with regards to having a bit of a break but the Rangers are hot right now you know they had a, a series against Carolina which was a comparable team and uh, the Rangers have a working power play uh, the penalty kill the Lightning have a have the third best penalty kill so that. Helps out with that. Uh, face-off percentage, 45-41. Lightning on that one. Um, goals for. Um, uh, that's, so that's, that's on the Rangers right now. And uh, goals against uh, per game played. It's on the Lightning right now with Vasilevsky behind net. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. A good power play versus a good penalty kill. And, and then it's... And, I don't know. It's going to be very evenly matched. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think you guys are going to waltz through this one like the the Panthers. Like the Rangers are going to definitely bring it. So I can because, see this one. I this mean, one could go seven. The the Rangers don't have that longevity of postseason experience like the Lightning do. 
but having they gone have through guys, the- but they have guys on their roster that there's been a right, been on yes. the team for I think he was on the yeah. team that was uh, last on in the Stanley Cup Finals for the Rangers, right? But I, I'm I mean, but they've gone through two seven game series that builds a lot of character. Um, I mean, I think part of it is going to come down to that rust versus rest uh so-called uh for the lightning you know maybe for game nine, one or at least is yeah, nine days one. too much yeah rest um you know i mean the advantage is it's given a few of our guys uh uh brandon hagel uh uh I mean, you always take time for healing, man. I mean, our whole thing yeah. about heat was yeah. long seasons, and why, damn you, Kyle Lowry had to play in games three and four. You know, it gives Whereas, it gives uh, Brandon Hagel a a chance to to rest and recuperate. It gives um, Sergachev a chance to rest and recuperate. They were both dealing with some block uh, blo- uh, injuries caused by blocks. I think the uh, I think the Lightning had like seventy seven blocks in the Florida series. Yeah, they, the the Lightning Which like ate just... up any sort of shots or lanes that the Panthers had by just blocking everything, and that was that was a huge key difference. That I mean, a lot of people noted that the Panthers weren't doing the same against Tampa in, in the sense. So uh, the Lightning made up for like because the, the Panthers well, five on five were all right. It was just the the power play that sucked. And, and but uh, the lightning just threw their bodies out at everything. So, so I mean, that's one. They that's the part of the turn off, turn on the playoff mode for them, uh, because smartly they don't block all the time during the regular season, um, because I, that's keep yourself healthy. But you know, throw the uh, throw your body in front of things during the playoffs. That's when it that's when it matters. Um, I th- I'm inclined to think that the Lightning will win the series. Uh, I hope I'm not jinxing it. I just think the fact that the that the Rangers have done two straight seven game series, I think is going to come back and hurt them at some point, um, physically and emotionally. Um, you know, that's one day uh, they've essentially played two continuous series. If you think about it, because each game is game day off game, day off game, day off. And then when you go through a seven-game series, you get one day off between games. So essentially, they've been playing for a whole month straight. Um, I mean, I wouldn't discount the possibility that they can just use that to their advantage and just come out and and ball or puck. Um, so we'll see about that. Um Kind of referencing the picture that I that I gave up on the screen. Well, oh, Colorado's two one. Yeah, that's why I was going to mention the other series, which was the Avs. The Avs are yeah up two one. Nathan McKinnon just scored on a fantastic 
fantastic uh, goal. I mean, this, he is super good. <laughs> I mean, that, that series is going to be so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, if you could pull up that picture again, I, 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 had I wanted. It, well, I had it up for a long time, but it was basically so I want to explain to the folks at home what that means. Well, it's the different uh, series. Yeah. Darcy Kemper for the Avalanche and Mike Smith for the Oilers have been sieves, basically. Mm. Um, they they are the anti Vasilevsky <laughs> and Shesterkin. The team the teams are relying on offense to win games, yeah. not defense. Maybe uh, Mike Smith can. Uh can channel some some Grant Fuhrer just be like, I just need to stop. Exactly. I right. just need to stop one more than the other guys. <laughs> just He just needs to make the right stops. That's it. Exactly. So that one, in contrast to the, the Lightning Ranger series, where I see that one being a lot of, you know, one, two goal games, mm. um, probably not exceeding five goals combined for the games um there there's going to be a bunch of offensive firepower in in the western conference final uh you've got Connor mcdavid who's playing out of his mind um to the point that even the great one wayne gretzky is, is running out of things to say about it um you've got Connor mcdavid you've got leon dreisaitl uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, like that team is stacked. Um, mm. And then you've got the Avalanche. You got Nathan McKinnon. You've got uh, shit. Who else is on that team? Um, Ooh, Gabriel Landeskog. Is it uh... Landeskog? Yep. Both of those teams <laughs> just are... We talked about. Yep. Those guys are just full, chock full of these incredible players um offensive superstars so if you like goals watch that one if you mm. if you like defensive showdowns watch yeah. the Eastern amazing goaltenders yeah um i mean i rarely watch other series um with the exception of like a clinching game in the playoffs um unless my team is involved obviously but I'm going to be keeping an eye on that series just to see how that one goes well, because it's already three combined goals and they're not even yeah. out of the first period yet. Evan, Evander Kane got a goal, so he's he's already ready to pay off those gambling debts. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, he... before we move on, I just want to say this was a fantastic chirp. Yeah. Um, Someone was chirping Kane yep. and said, "Do you want some money? Do you yeah, need some the, money?" Yeah, the, uh, in the last series again between him and the Flames. Yeah, I'm just saying, Francisco. I don't know how far you went in the season, but I think Andrew needs to watch Shorzy. Uh, it's a pure, uh, yeah, it's pure it, hockey. Yeah, it, it's 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 all about the love for hockey, but at its most basic level, like in Canada, that sort of it 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 really shows you like the level of love for the game that Canadians have like which is I understand the sentiments against the Sunbelt teams we don't have that like for them it is 
it is based it is a religion it really is a religion um but yeah i i do recommend him for that uh, I, I finished the uh, season last night I, so. I haven't finished it yet so you're ahead of me um so we're at an hour and 44 minutes wow we're keeping good time today so well, basketball was non-existent <laughs> well we did talk about basketball we did we went we uh, went thoroughly into that series and uh basically like all right the warriors are gonna win and so the uh well, i guess we can just head on over to the cage we're at 144 we should be good which to go. might be which might be short to begin with and we'll talk about it. everybody right. welcome to your weekly truplex the cage with charles full disclaimer wrestling is not fake it's a scripted it is scripted it's a stage fight it's a song and dance about men and women trying to beat the holy hell out of each other ha 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 charles did you do a pun yes that's called um for foreshadowing kids i had to think for a second i i have my education in florida you gotta forgive me every now and then my brain goes <laughs> at least it, it wasn't for... in polk county hey, it wasn't polk go. county because <laughs> in polk county you say full skin instead of full shadow and you learned about robert e about... lee a lot for sure <laughs> exactly you, you know it's about uh, we're just gonna do it in a southern slang it's about men and women being the whole hell out of each other try to establish some legacies get some championships in there and then also have a good old slobber knocker now now we're going to bring back to my normal voice. So we're going to kind of minimize. Um, the I just want to say, I, I do, I do want to say this, the complete contrast of you being from New York and going to Polk County, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so the backstory to that was originally we were supposed to go to Tampa and I would have been much like um, Andrew when we moved down. But then my father's job where he we came down to reassigned to Polk County and Polk County from Hillsborough County is about a good hour hour and a half depending if you're going east to west um so that that's just the way the cookie crumbled and unfortunately for me I okay. uh, I ended up going there for like four years of my life and meeting people I don't need to meet um so oh, can I, can I, yes sorry briefly interrupt sorry it made me think about uh something from my home county of Osceola Instead of uh, doing President's Day off, they have something called Rodeo Day. Interesting. I'll explain <laughs> okay. more after the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 need to have, <laughs> I, I just have Andrew verse Andrew on a Rodeo Day. This bashing of very... Polk County is brought to you by Splitgate, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what other Andrew verses. He's coming in on guest jeans, very tight blues, or these eyes, cowboy hat. <laughs> His tie that he's gonna wear to court is not gonna be a normal tie. It's gonna be a bolero tie. His hey, I'm, friends... I was born in Oklahoma, guys. I, I yeah, yeah we, but uh, yeah, I get you. You cry uh, at the end of every. You cry at the end of Tombstone each time. <laughs> I've actually not seen Tombstone. Oh my god, what? <laughs> so good. Hey, this is coming from the guy that didn't see Hercules until a few months ago. So. I that too. <sighs> At least we know who put the gliding gladiator. Hercules. <laughs> so, anywho, um, there was. The, we'll, we'll talk about AEW. We'll talk about WWE. The other ones don't. We don't have to care about because Double or Nothing was over the weekend. I'm very glad I did not pay for it because where was I Sunday night at a casino dealing with life, chance encounters, um, five margaritas and the heat just breaking my heart it was like a five hour pay-per-view man the main event didn't happen till like 12 41 why because the rumor mill was that tony khan was purposely um adding in matches in order to avoid going into the heat and the celtic so 
you know, that's how good we are as the Heat that we got. We put the fear of uh, Wait, ratings. Really? Yeah. Because okay, so how much do you think is the average match card to a pay per view? You know, pay per view should really be between three, three and a half hours. There was twelve matches on the card. That's an ass load, and it started at seven for the pre show, which they call the buy in. Which is ironic that it, the paper was double or nothing, and I was at the Hard Rock. Um, but it started at seven for the pre-show, and it ended like the main event was at like twelve forty-one at night when it ended. Dear Lord, I, that's a lot of wrestling. That's the reason. Like I remember there was a WrestleMania. How long does a uh, normal pay-per-view last? Like it should really hours? be between three hours, man. Okay. Three, right. three and a half hours is what you'll like take. Any sporting listen. event, right? Yeah, that should be. Three yeah, hours. And, and most matches I'll take. You know, boxing's the only one where you're okay with long pay-per-views because why? You're not getting just one match on the card you're getting multiple matches and if they go the distance which is the 12 rounds then okay sometimes they end early on knockouts um but they did double or nothing and i heard mixed things obviously i didn't order it i was going back and forth on because originally i wasn't supposed to go to hard rock on sunday it was supposed to be saturday but the universe played its hand for my benefit i think um in order to put us there on sunday so regardless we're there and I watched some of the highlights on YouTube, but there was some controversy because I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but MJF and we like MJF Maxwell, Jacob Friedman was having some beef with um, Tony Khan, his boss. And you guys can follow us on Twitter. Tony Khan, Charles, the true Dan free holidays, FJOJR uh, sports goofs. But the issue was that MJF no showed a meeting greet and there was some contract disputes that had been going on. And he was good friends with Senor Cody Rhodes. So the rumor mill was just like, oh, maybe he's just weighing the bail. He makes references in his promos and his social media about 2024 is when his contract would end. But he no-showed a meeting greet. And some people are like, oh, it's a work for his character. No, you wouldn't do that because there's people who are willing to pay to go see everybody. So he was no-showed. There was rumors that he booked a flight out of Nevada. Um, and he was going to be gone, but he shows up. He's in the first match of that card and he ends up getting squashed by Warlow. And I'm kind of glad I didn't order it because I was invested in that feud. And it's not like it was going to be a wrestling clinic because of how you had to make Warlow into this big dominant monster. But like MJF ended up eating like 10 power bombs, no shit. And then lost. But the rest of the cards, I don't remember what I did my predictions on, but I was right about a few things. So let's play this thing. Um, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe in the Owen, Cart, Owen Hart Cup Finals. Adam Cole won. Baby predicted that. Uh, Britt Baker, his girlfriend or fiance, she won the women's equivalent of it you know, for the women's Owen's Hart Cup Finals. So now you have that happening. And I, I think they're going to team up against Sammy and Ty Connie, which is bad for business. Don't do it, Tony Khan. The Hardys versus Young Bucks, there were some complaints about um, because Jeff Hardy apparently is beat the hell up. And he was looking slow in the match and everything like that, which is fine because Jeff will die for us. The man is a gift and he just puts his life on the lines, but it was not well-reviewed. There's a lot of botches, which is bad. I heard good things about the AEW Tag Team Championship match, which was a triple threat of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Jurassic Express against Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swiss Strickland. Swerve Strickland. Um, there's there's that dyslexia kick again. Um Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus won. I was kind of surprised. I thought they should have done on Team Taz, considering the fact that I found that Jurassic Express's run has been very ass, I think is the adult word I'll say. Um, but regardless, I don't book things. What can I say? 
It's not my line of business. You had House of Black versus Death Triangle in a trios match. Julie Hart finally turned evil or made her heel turn after like seven months of doing this stuff. So she interfered. Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club with other people. LAX. Um, I heard it was a good match. I didn't watch it. Appreciation Society. That's that's a mouthful to say. Come on. I can barely say my own name, Tony Khan. So you're going to make me say Jericho Appreciation Society and Black Hole Combat Club. And I don't want to go on a show and say JAS versus BCC because or BBC um, because God forbid what anybody going to think that means. Big Black, you know. So we want to avoid that. Well then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Blackpool Combat Club, BPCC? No, because then people could think Black Peanut. I, 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 moving on. In between the AEW World's Women's Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa won. Um, ABS champion, ABS. Man, I'm not, I'm not focused. AEW's TBS championship. You see the other issue, too. There's too many titles here. Um, TBS championship, Jay Cargo versus Anna Jay. I'm very happy about this match. Not so much about who is the winner and who is the loser, but... Malcolm Bivens, or formerly known as Malcolm Bivens, but Stokely Halfworth, um, came in. He interfered. Yay! I love um, Stokely. He cracks me up. I follow him on um, social media, Stokely Halfway. He's hysterical to me. I'm glad he had been released and he's now doing what he wants to do. Um, yeah, I'll watch AEW more. And I do watch it for a good amount. NXT is going on right now, but I have no interest in the build, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and then you had the main event, and this was the tough one of CM Punk versus Adam Hangman Page uh, for the AEW World Championship. And it was one of those things of what you had to ask yourself, is it best to have a homegrown talent beat over a former WWE guy? Not just a former WWE guy, but a revered WWE guy for the indie fan bases who want an alternative to what Vince McMahon was stuffing down the mouth. Or... Do you strike the iron while it's hot and say, hey, hangman, sometimes when you're the baby face, it's always better to chase after a title as opposed to be given the title. And hangman had his opportunities to retain against some great bouts against Daniel Bryan, um, who was an old WWE established lore. Mind you, Bryan and Punk have been before WWE. When I say dudes are pre WWE, they're pre WWE when they're making their own for Bryan Danielson, not Daniel Bryan happens. But it was a tough one. It ended up ending where Hangman had the title in his hands. He was going to use it, and he chose not to, and he wasted time, and he went to go do his buckshot lariat, and they got caught up in the GTS. And then um, CM Punk won, and he is your new champion. I I like it, and then I hate it. I thought the heel turn should have happened definitively because I do think this is a feud that continues. One of the things that invested me about the storyline was Hangman speaking to the crowd saying before the match happened on a couple of Dynamites, I'm saving AEW from CM Punk. CM Punk is conniving. He's a liar. He only cares for himself. I'm going to be making sure that the infection is cleared and cut out. And then now he lost. So if you're going to do a gradual heel turn, I get it, but would have it made more sense for him to think about it and then try to make an attempt to hit him with the title and then comes the um, the win for CM Punk? I don't know, but it should be interesting. Here's the other hard part too. Now that MJF has kind of played his hand a little bit, I, he's going to be written off TV for a while. I don't know how Tony Khan's going to feel if he's comfortable to put that title on MJF because I always thought it was supposed to be CM Punk who wins it and then MJF goes off and takes off CM Punk because whoever beats Punk has to become a made man. It's the same equivalent of how they're going to do Roman, who's had the belt for like 600 days now. Whoever beats you is going to be the made man, for yeah, sure. That's going to be like the new the new it guy, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going to be, you talk about pillars, and you can't say Hangman will be bad without a title because he was doing all things. Remember, he was an AEW tag team champion. He was put on some good feuds. He helped dethrone Kenny. Um, What it does do is help with a little bit of the predictability of the storyline because the minute Kenny Omega won the AEW championship, you knew it was going to be Hangman who takes it. So all the other guys that came between, it was like, meh. But with Punk... First off, there's a couple matches I need to happen. I need CM Punk versus uh, Brian Danielson. I need CM Punk versus John Moxley. Please just let that all happen. Give me what I want. Let that history come in. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, part like three, because they've wrestled before and they've had five-star matches back in Ring of Honor days. Give me what I need. But you have to ask yourself, is it good for business where, let me li- name you a list of the AEW champions. You had Jericho, who was the inaugural one. He's a WWE guy. Granted, I know Jericho did WCW, but for intents and purposes, work will be here. WWE guy. Then who beat him? Moxley, WWE guy. Then who beat him? Kenny Omega, New Japan guy. Not WWE, but still something that's known. Not necessarily homegrown, even though he has a position role. And then you have Hangman, who is the one who does it. And instead of dropping the title as to another homegrown guy like Darby Allen, or I wouldn't say Ricky Starks is fully a homegrown guy. He did some stuff with NWA. But it goes to CM Punk, another guy who was out of the wrestling ring for like six years, seven years, and had about a collective half a year to really build back his austere and his uh, and his whole image. And now he's your champion again. Is it a desperation play? Is it that we're giving what the people want? And here's the interesting part. I do believe you do have to give the fan base what they want. But I think that if you are the one telling the stories and taking control of the product, you have to also push who you think is the best person to do so. And sometimes that's going against what the crowd wants you to do. And that's how Vince McMahon, even though he has declining ratings, it's always able to make a billion dollar business because there's plenty of dudes who have held that championship belts that should not have held those titles. (coughs) Jake Hager, Um, Jack Swagger, a few other guys. But... I like Jack Swagger or Jake Hager now in AEW. It's just some guys don't have the look of the image. Granted, Vince is a different kind of thing, whereas AEW is more about the wrestlers and the storytelling. Vince is more about merch and character, as you guys know from hearing me droll about this for almost four years. But it'll be interesting to see what they do there. What I can tell you is that AEW needs a lot of help with their mid-card stuff. The TNT Championship is all for shit right now. Scorpio size, you're Sky is your TNT champion. He he had a triple threat match, or not triple threat match, but a trios mixed gender tag match of him, Ethan Page, and Page Van Sant. Yeah, that Page Van Sant who did MMA um, against Ty Conti, Semi Guevara, and Frankie Kazarian. You should really, I always felt you should have your titles being defended on shows instead of not being used because then it devalues itself. Because if you have like eight titles and one of them is not being defended, even though that champion is in the match, what are we doing here? Right. I don't know, but we'll see where this direction goes. I don't think Paige and Punk are done yet. I think it'll kind of lead you a little bit. I don't think it gets you to All Out, which is their next pay-per-view in September, but I think it gets you to a Dynamite special that will happen eventually. WWE news. This is what I hate, guys, sometimes about having a show that's on like a Tuesday because they have Hell in a Cell this weekend, and they also have, I believe... NXT um, takeover. I think it's in your house. So now let me just get everything done correctly so I'm not wrong. So NXT in your house is this weekend, and we're going to do this predictions and everything. I know what's happening in NXT right now. It has lost a lot of steam and momentum for Charles to care about. The yeah, cards you, probably you haven't finalized. mentioned them much in a while. 
it's it's because we're in the transition change of you know quality vince is trying to build his characters i get it there's some matches i'm sure it's good and ironically like was this a saturday yeah so no it's on it's on saturday so they're gonna have cameron grimes versus carmelo hayes that should be great to be honest with you both are talents cameron grimes kind of wins that i don't imagine hayes is going to win i think he just moves up and challenges um I almost said Braun Snyder, but Braun Breaker for the title. You'll have Pretty Deadly, who's Kit Wilson, Elton Prince. They were Pretty Deadly in NXT UK. They were tag champions there. I don't mention them much because NXT UK is kind of like... I didn't realize there was a UK division. There's Well, it did have my match of the year last oh, year, okay. which was Walter and um, Ilya Dragunov uh, Part 2, which was excellent. That was on an NXT TakeOver uh, pay-per-view however it's still part thing of that breed you have braun breaker versus joe gacy which they have a dumb thing which says if breaker is disqualified he will lose a championship i am completely against this whole like feud that's been going on i like joe gacy for what it's worth they've done some weird positions but i don't think you've made breaker look as strong or comp as a champion you already had him lose the title once to Dolph ziggler and then not win it back at that takeover that they had before mania in april and then he won it back on a raw and then the whole thing is joe gacy just like kidnapped rick steiner his dad you know part of the steiner bros you know he's the nephew to big pop up scott steiner the math guy that i send you guys every now and then youtube of um so it's like uh, uh, whatever that's gonna be your main event i don't know if that's main event quality talents i'm being honest man just as andre 3000 said i'm just being honest oh oh nxc women's breakout tournament finals tiffany strand versus roxana perez formerly known as roxy in ring of honor she was a women's first inaugural champion in ring of honor i expect roxy to win um they have the nxc women's take tag team championship toxic attraction versus kaden carter and katana chance who used to be casey Cannizzaro, but vince changed it. i'm okay with vince changing names to a degree but if you like make it weird where Casey cannons are okay. Maybe the last name is kind of long. So you make it short because you got to think merchandise and stuff like that. So you call it a Casey cat or whatever, but Katana chance. I'm like, what the fuck? That's like me clicking Katana on random in mortal Kombat. It, it just makes no sense. And then you have Wendy Chu versus um, Mandy Rose. And we love Wendy Chu. She cracks me. We love Mandy Rose, but I think Mandy Rose retains not excited for it. Not crazy about it. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, tickle my insides a little bit the, the way um, that other cards have. So would I watch it? It's Saturday. If I got nothing to do, it's on Peacock. Sure, I can just watch the matches I want to see. That's the luxury of owning Peacock. I just watch it in between because Sunday is Hell in a Cell. So you guys want to hear something funny? Uh, this Sunday when Hell in a Cell is being hold on, that's my five-year anniversary of being employed in my organization. So I'm like, is this the universe? Like <laughs> setting that stuff up? I feel compelled, like I have to watch it. But you know, or maybe it's a omen. I don't know what to tell you. This is another pay-per-view where I'm not feeling it for kind of one reason. There's no Roman Reigns on my pay-per-view. He is now your undisputed they've got, universal they've got champion. Cody Rhodes headlining it on the freaking. <sighs> I love Cody. I'm kind of done with him and Seth. They have been feuding since WrestleMania. The first WrestleMania match was good. I didn't actually think they're bad. Hold, hold on, Charles. Your, your, your mic is going all over the place. Oh, it's because I was finagling with it. Oh, okay. Um, the second match at Backlash that they had was not just that. It was just average. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't there. But it, there might be stuff worth watching for. But the problem is there's only one match at the moment announced. Inside of Hell in a Cell. I do have a prediction that there will be a second one in Hell in a Cell. But if you have Hell in a Cell and it's only one cage being utilized, 
that's a problem. What's the whole point of it, right? Because you did that in the Saudi pay-per-view, the crown jewel, when you said, hey, it's a Hell in a Cell match against this guy with Edge and Seth. Fine. I need like at least two matches. So cards and predictions going on here. We have um, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Cody wins again. And that's what kind of bothers me a little bit is that I have no doubt that Cody's going to win. So it kind of suspends disbelief to a degree. But then I'm like, no, because you can't have a blood feud match end with Seth winning. What happens is Seth will lose. Cody will go on to feud with um, my belief is Kevin Owens. I don't know where Seth goes, to be honest with you. That's an interesting thing. Let's see what they do there. The Raw Women's Championship match should be excellent. Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. Good storytelling. All bring back in. We roped in Asuka again, who kind of beats Becky's ass every now and then. Her and uh, Bianca is an interesting setup that they haven't had any solo feuds, so I'm looking forward to that. Kevin Owens versus Zico has been a hysterical storyline, and I've touched on it lightly, but I'll give it to you within like three sentences. Ezekiel used to be Elias. He hasn't been seen in like a year and a half. He comes back repackaged as Ezekiel, shaved a face and everything like that. And Kevin is always like, Elias? And Ezekiel's like, no, I'm not Elias. That's my brother. I'm Ezekiel. And Kevin Owens, much how he did with the Steve Austin feud, has been carrying this through comedy and good chops and has been hysterical. Um, Predictions-wise, I actually have Ezekiel winning it. I think Vince is going to shoot this to the moon. I think he's going to have him take that belt off Austin Theory, uh, the U.S. title, and Kevin Owens is going to be losing his mind, and that's how he gets Cody. Uh, It's been enjoyable. I'll take that. Bobby Lashley versus Almost MVP in a handicap match. (sighs) Pass. Not not the right way to use my man meat that is Bobby Lashley, but Bobby wins. You have the Edge-AJ Styles feud continuing now at Hell in Cell, but it's going to be a triple or it's gonna be a trios multi-gender match sounds familiar because that's what happened last week over the weekend but Liv morgan finn balor aj styles versus ray ripley damian priest and edge because edge has this new stable called judgment day um they win it again i it's unfortunate because i really had this great hopes and potential for edge and aj and then what happens is vince has to force a stable to make us love it and you can't make a stable and just have them lose all the time because then they're not good anymore so to make a stable good you have to have them feud with another stable case in point think degeneration x versus a nation of domination rock triple h farouk d'lo brown xbox new age outlaws mark henry all this stuff uh theory versus mustafa ali could be a good match could not be a good match theory really this is giving them a chance to make something happen here um kind of showcase his talent because he did help bring up that Pat McAfee match at Mania, which was thoroughly enjoyable. And then the match that hasn't been announced, but I'm sure is going to be announced on Friday because, you know, this Friday Night SmackDown. The Usos, who are now your undisputed tag team championships. Oh, yeah, that's right. That happened on Friday. They did the uh, combined match between them and RK-Bro. So now they both hold the SmackDown and the Raw Tag Team Championships versus Riddle and Shinsei Nakamura because Riddle's part of RK-Bro, but Randy's injured and Shinsei Nakamura has beef because the Usos and Roman have been effing up his life a little bit. Um, so if that's in a hell in a cell, your boy is about it. That could be very interesting. But I don't know if it's a card I necessarily want to watch, but it's Sunday. I'm not going to watch the finals. Um, maybe I'll watch in between. This does bring up one question that we'll touch on next week, and this is indicative of what happens at hell in a cell. Are we ending the brand split? with all these unified titles or are we just making one unified title and people going to different shows? Because you can't say the brand splits dead. If you just have the champion going to different shows, right? You say the brand splits dead. If you have raw people going on SmackDown all the time and SmackDown people go on raw all the time. Interesting to know. And there's no update on the Sasha Banks, Naomi thing yet, but you will know 
when that happens because i'll drop that pipe bomb that's the cm punk thing sorry you guys didn't get it in my foreshadowing thing i says wrestling about making other people's life living hell hell themselves haha charles you're so funny you're so whimsical i know that's all i got for you the cage this week guys i don't know what i don't know what on earth you said in that last part but (laughs) Uh, i don't know Sometimes I just say things. It's like Michael Scott. I just say things and ropes and ropes and ropes. Well, whatever the heck that was, it was brought to you by Postal, everybody. Get it on Steam. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The game that was so bad that they redid it just yeah. to get everybody's love. Yeah, they redid it. So, Okay, guys. Well, we, we discussed many things. We discussed tennis. Yeah, we, we discussed... You know, we football in a sense. In a sense, we did talk about football. Uh and uh, basketball, hockey. We didn't talk about baseball, but baseball is happening. It'll happen. Go Yankees. Yeah, well, me and Charles will probably be more focused on baseball coming out here while Andrew and his uh, his Lightning try and go for a third straight Stanley Cup. And yeah, well, we'll see what happens next week. Next week, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the AFC coaches. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. And uh, some more of, of whatever this is. And, and we'll hopefully go into the Andrewverse. Okay? All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Good night. Take care.